Hey folks, this is part one of two with one of my favorite human beings on the planet, Christopher Plaggett. Christopher's honest and lovely, and he's the first guest to make me cry on my own comedy podcast, folks. So if there's some sort of award you can scrounge up for that, then he definitely wins. Part two will be up next Monday. Y'all already know how this works with these two parters. A quick listener note, this podcast endorses and opposes a lot of things. Y'all already know I'm loud about all of those things. But one thing we neither endorse nor oppose is the sanctity of a 12-step experience for the person that chooses that path. You will hear Christopher mention his own experience with being in the rooms, and that is entirely his own experience and opinion. You can see the show notes for ways you can form your own opinion on that particular path to recovery. We appreciate y'all so much and are so grateful y'all keep listening. Now let's get on with this very lighthearted laugh ride of a show. I promise we eventually have fun and it's great. He's just really authentic and tells the truth. And that's what I want. That's all I want for all my guests. All right, y'all enjoy the show. <laughs> you know, I'm like the Amish. You know what I'm saying? So here's me. I'm like, um, can I do this on an iPhone? You know, I, I, two minutes ago. As I'm pointing the neighbor, I don't even know next door. I'm like, I need a techie in the house. Is there a techie in the house? <laughs> and see this Wi-Fi here? We're not at the best hotel right now. Oh, okay. Okay. I can, I, I assume as much. Well, for the record, folks, I've lost connection with Christopher now one time. So this is probably going to continue to happen. And I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I love him. But he's in a hotel room. And the connection is not great. How cute are you right now? Wait, you too. I, I just... I'm, I'm so... Is this uh, no double chin today? No, you look amazing. Amaze. Amaze. Also, do you age? You just, is there like... Do you ever age? Because you look the same. Oil valet. Oil valet. My, my mom, you know how she looks... She's almost 70. She looks 40. Yeah. Because of oil valet. I swear to God, I will be on my deathbed. And last thing I asked her was blonde hair and oil valet. <laughs> it, it's just two things that have to be. It just has hey, to your hair look you you look like stunning. Yeah, you need to take photos with that hair. Thanks, boo. Yeah, I'm letting it grow out. Braids, you know what I'm saying? I should. You're right. Can I get a what what? Okay. Okay, so two things I'm gonna tell you. So I in your bio, I mentioned how quickly you talk, but you do not have to change any way you speak. Don't do anything for me. I just am giving people a heads up because you talk so fast, and that's okay, and it'll totally work. But um right. I just want people to have a fair warning <laughs> so they know. It, <laughs> If you have to ask, you're already in the past, sweetie. See? You know okay. And people and need to know. Let's see here. Blossom, you thought six talk pass? We got seven here. Anyway. <laughs> um, the pen that you are currently clicking it, uh, is definitely catching. I'm sorry. I know it's hard. Okay. It's so hard not to fidget. And it's, I, I was I was writing, yes. Oh, okay. you can totally write. You can totally write. If you, oh, no, I was just ready for notes. Okay. Totally okay. Yeah. And um, do you have gum in your mouth? <laughs> you no longer do. I'm so mad at everything right now. Why do we not do this all the time? Okay. At nine times a day. Mm -hmm. Do not click that pen one more time, Mr. Blackie. But, <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Members of a gay. Yeah. <laughs> we are never um, getting through this. <laughs> no, we're never. <laughs> Six hours later. So, okay. Anyway, I was telling you that, you know, and yes. Ready? Here we go. Okay. Oh, hi, you're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all of the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney and am uniquely qualified to discuss this as I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. Listen to the road. 
I'd like to welcome our guest, Christopher Plackett. Christopher is from the great state of Minnesota, which you are for sure going to be able to hear when he finally gets going on this episode. And he's been a performer since he was born. He wrote an original show, Liver, after he almost died from his lifestyle in Los Angeles, true story, and took it on an international tour with much success. He also toured with Up With People on stages literally all around the globe for several years. He's traveled to over 31 countries and taught English to adorable Chinese children. Isn't that nice? He marks the first guest we've had on that won the Diamond Award for Best Server in the Country. Isn't that nuts? He really is actually amazing with people and actually also quite seems to like them. He's very unique, folks. We haven't had anyone on like him yet. What a world. Anyway, Christopher describes himself as, quote, an upbeat, unique, understandable, unforgettable, and unstoppable soul that loves people, loves loves life and loves laughter. And my God, if that is not the absolute truth for this adorable, wonderful human that you guys are all about to get to know and love, I better know Christopher from the wonder that is the Hard Rock Cafe that is now actually torn down in Universal City, California, RIP. And before he comes in, I want to warn you all, he talks faster than anyone I have ever met, including myself. I did not change his cadence in the editing. This is Christopher. So listen for a few minutes. You'll catch on eventually because you don't want to be left behind because Christopher is amazing. You're going to love him as much as I do. So tell us, Christopher, how was it? You are currently on tour all over the country with dinosaurs. What's that? Do you miss Los Angeles? Get us up to speed today. What's happening? D, all of the above. <laughs> Let me just start right there because um, I, we can say E actually because you know we like the extra options. We like choices too. Uh, yes, I'm currently with dinosaurs. The dinosaur adventure <laughs> is what I'm on. And I'm, you know, carnivore Chris. You like the hot meat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hot meat, which led, which led to the hard, anyway, we'll get there, you know, baby steps. And uh, yeah, so I'm current, when I got the job, I knew three dinosaurs. Now I can name over 30. As long as you end something with a saurus, you're doing good. Like, I'm a little, little saurus. You'll be fine, you know what I'm saying? And the kids will correct you. Yeah, yes. So dinosauradventure.com for all that information. But anyway, back to that carnivore crest. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think my 30th city with the tour right now. And um, we are in currently in um, Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. And, you know, the spring's springing. <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it, and COVID's, um, well, we'll get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That too. But um, here's the deal with that whole situation. Um, the indoors are opening up again. So we're looking at going back indoors versus outdoor. Okay. So right now it's set up. So can you explain? So we'll, we'll, we'll oh, yeah. hear your history in a second. But since we're talking about the dinosaur adventure thing. So what is, it's a dinosaur experience. Is that what it is? So before COVID, we had a whole, we went from convention center to convention center is what it was. And uh, we had an activity side. And we had a scene side. And then you walk through the retail store to get that money glass grab. But anyway, so to get to the, to get to the money grab, though, you were, oh, gosh, I can't wait to get on that whole thing. But yes, to get to the money grab thing, I mean, they're dragging you through a $50 dinosaur. But anyway, so we get there. And um, yeah, so then COVID hits. Okay. We're just about to take off. We're in the midst of Denver. Like, we're in, like, Denver Heights. You know what I'm saying? Like, and who doesn't love Denver? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, as we're super, like, just happy. But anyway, and all of a sudden, the governor comes in. He's like, anyway, COVID shuts us down. They reopen. They cut off the activity side but they want to bring it as an exhibit. So when I say an exhibit, there's 21 scenes, 19, uh, 21 <laughs> scenes at 19, um, actually set up. <laughs> it depends on the city, depends what kind of, you know, I won't say the help, uh, shall we say the um, the the misters or the missus that come in to um, assist us. I always say a, a dinosaur adventure, but there's always a grander adventure when you guys are here. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because they get to do the babies for me too. Babies, you say? Babies. Because we got Triceratops, Trixie the Triceratops, Allie the Allosaurus. Actually, that's a lie. That's cookie now, but because no way, Allie, that's another story. But um, just like I have a fake leg now because of the dinosaur adventure. But um, <laughs> so we have Trixie the Triceratops. We've got the Velociraptor, and we've got um, what's my first little dot? You know, my my uh, um, T Rex. 
So, and those are, when I say this, I say I'm arm babies because my, my arm is literally shoved up a puppet's ass. So you mouth the puppet with your hand up its ass. That's how you make the the dinos talk. Oh, and you would not believe the comments I get from people that are like, he jumped in my car. I was like, I don't know how, because unless I'm an octopus or I have like, because my arms are so busy. I'm I'm like, I'm literally shoved up all the way through with one arm, guiding it with the other. And they said I jumped in their caravan and gave their daughter COVID. I was like, don't you have to have COVID to get COVID? Christopher. Yes. And I said, give me the date, give me the time. What was she wearing? Who's going on? You know what I mean? So, because I mean, we have, we have, we'll have up to 10,000 to 11,000 cars in two weeks go through this exhibit. Okay. In each city. Okay. So, we're going to get into that. We'll get into the job stuff in right. a little bit. So, I want to go backwards. So, you are from sure. Little Falls, Minnesota, right? Oh, you betcha there, don't you know, there, Margie? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're the home of the Tater Tot Hot Dish and a land of 10,000 lakes and mosquitoes there, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am from Little Falls, Little Balls, Little Falls, whatever. Yes, and it's the heart of Minnesota. I do repeat the heart of Minnesota. Okay. Uh, you can get there, you, you know, yes. Okay. And then you started with Up With People, which is a touring theater company. It's nationally competitive. It's insanely hard to become a part of it. And so you became a part of that whilst you were living in Little Falls, what, in like high school? Well, you know that, that award-winning personality that shines through every That's now right. and then, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I actually, this is a kind of an ironic story. I was going to Florida for the winters and I was coming back to um, Minnesota in the summer working at Madden's Resort. It's like dirty dancing with all the shack. Let me tell you what. <laughs> anyway, but um, so Madden's Resort, and then I would go to Florida in the summer. I would go to Florida in the winters. Six months, six months, great times. You know what I'm saying? I was a snowbird at 19. Come on <laughs> out. And so then, I, my, oh, and my 1980 yellow Buick Skylark, mind you, I packed up my 1980 yellow Buick Skylark, which I had to put a pencil through the radiator in the front just to get it started. Oh my god. No insurance. I mean, yeah, it was like a smiley face on wheels. It was cool. <laughs> Even the radio, remember that little orange thing that would go back and forth? Like, you know what I mean? You're lucky if you got two stations. And it was one was polka, and one was like, you know, Jerry <laughs> Underwood. You know what I'm saying? But um Jerry Underwood wasn't even around, but that's okay. Oh, um, ghetto superstar. That's what ghetto superstar. <laughs> anyway, so I was really coming back from Florida. We had Chris Fest because I was missing everybody. I was only there for six months. We had Chris Fest for three days and two nights. Like I signed t-shirts, Chris Fest. Chris was leaving Florida. I pull in from Florida, Clearwater Beach, Florida. That night, I'm just hungover for almost three days later. Just a mess. I don't know what, like, mascara down on my ankles. What am I doing next? My friend Jill is in town with a lot of people. They haven't been in Brainerd, Minnesota in eight years. Talk about a sign. Universe. Hello. Jill. I go to Jill's show. I'm bawling for her because, like, her energy and just, like, her magnitude and how much she's grown. She comes up to me after the show. She goes, Chris, I like this, but you're going to love this. Go audition. And let me tell you what, up with people to this day, I still use as, um, you know, just uh, as, 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 as a resume. I mean, it changed my life. It changed my world, actually, because uh, 130 of us from 23 different countries for one whole year. Wow. 23 of us, no, 130 from 23 countries for one whole year. Those stories, that's a whole nother, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. And you toured. And guess what? If you can't carry it, you don't bring it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they call you... my suitcase the human. But anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> Okay, so you with that with that touring company, so you went all over the world. Now, where would you like? Were you putting on some kind of predetermined show? Was it improv? What was it? So it all starts out. And by the way, it's not Christian based. Everybody, everyone thinks it's this whole like Christian. Let's get that out of the way right away. And by the way, Up with People is the very first ever show for the Super Bowl to have flags in a band, and they that they started what is now Beyonce. You know, thing. You know what I mean? To this day, Up with People was the first one to come out with flags and those, you know, the guns and the bubble, you know, the, 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 the toy. And they were the first one that started a show during halftime because they're like, why wouldn't we do something? And it was so cheesy, wheezy, but you know what? Good for up with people because it's a 35-year legacy. I was the last cast to do one whole year. 
I went to 18 different states, Mexico, Canada, and Japan. Ohio, gozaimasu. Watashi Wakers says, Ameka Kanekamashita. Hi! And then, so you learn a show, you do a two-hour Broadway musical. Two-hour Broadway musical? I wouldn't say Broadway. I just say two-hour musical. If you can't sing, well, guess what? There's other things for you to do. But so... I was a shimmier, but that's another story. But um, entertainment, you know what I'm saying? So all the facial expressions, you know, you always get that part because you can got the loudest mouth, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, and so you do learn to our Broadway musical and then you uh, stay with host families and you do community service in every city you visit. When I say every city, you don't know who, and every time you meet a host family, there's something new. There's a greet, like a meet and greet. So let's just say you, you pick up your schedule. You hope to God you have roommates and you go, oh, hey, Sam, Surly and Snootsky. And you're like, oh, there's a toothbrush. And you're like, toothbrush? You have to go across to the grocery store and who's ever holding the toothbrush in the toothbrush aisle, that's who you go home with for the week. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh my God. In every city, they get creative. You know what I'm saying? Like we had a fashion fashion week one week. We had to put on clothes that didn't even fit us, like a four-year-old or five-year-old, and then put it on a walkway and the family that would wave and be like, woo, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's the family you went home with for the week. Then I get hosted by myself, McAllister, Oklahoma. Kids, there's a great big prison. You know what I'm saying? Be careful, <laughs> blah, blah. I get hosted by myself, pick up my little schedule. I'm like, oh, the truck pulls up. You know, it's dark on one side. I was like, cool. I hop in. I'm like, we're going down a dusty road. I was like, okay. And, you know, there's not much a lot being said that, you know, we pull up and Godspeed, but there's like a little bit of a trailer. You know what I'm saying? Like a little bit of woods. And I was like, okay, this is where, and mind you, there's no cell phones back here. You know what I'm saying? That you had to call like the emergency number and you're lucky if the staff answered. So the guys, I forgot the name of the guy, but let me, this gets, yeah. It's Hold on, pause for, goes, pause for one second. Don't go in the house yet. Keep that pen out of your fucking hands. Now tell the story. Thank you. I love you. Now go. Thank you. There's six more. Um, <laughs> so this guy pulls up to his house. He says, no, 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 no. You're not going to the house yet. Mind you, if, you just, if you're just doing it in, I'm on the way in an old pickup truck in McAllister, Oklahoma, which has the hugest prison in the world. Like, don't go further than you need to. Don't do this and that. I'm hosted by myself. I get in this old pickup truck, like shaking up and down. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Grasping my merch for my life because I'm like, this is it. And I'm like, well, no, because, but they don't do no, no screening for the host families either. No screening. Oh, I could, I could tell you host family stories. Like the grinder games, but the hosting games. So he pulls up to the house. He goes, no, no, we're not going to the house yet. He goes, follow me. We walk across the road. And I'm like, now, mind you, this is dusk out. I love that word. Uh, dusk. And, and like, mind you, the fog's coming in. And I'm just like this. And it's kind of getting, you know, that 40 degrees where the the, the like the dew is still like on the plants. So you're walking through. And I'm like, now my shoes are wet. You're taking me to where? And this, so we go across the road. There's a big, great big warehouse. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. Because like, there wasn't much conversation between us. All of a sudden, he flips on the lights. I stand there in complete awe. I was like, what is this? There, he's at pottery. He does pottery. I had my ghost moment. He has the most <laughs> amazing pottery I've ever seen. And he put me there first because he goes, I want you to lose yourself in here. I made, well, you know me, my pot looked like a duck that got ran over twice, but that's not <laughs> the point. The point was, it, it, but just when you thought, you know, because host families, you every every week you went home with a new host family. You never knew what was going to happen next to, you know? And so, and but when he did that, I was like, that opened up like, like what I was once scared or terrified because you're like, oh, you don't know. I didn't even know his first name or last name. You know what I mean? And he takes me and we, we, we did the pottery for about a good three or four hours uh-huh. and then put it in the kiln and like, and then he just amazing cooked. I mean, just a cool guy. So that's yeah. one of a myriad experiences that you had with families on tour with Up With People. Correct. Because you always, they try to change it up. So, because what the th- concept was bringing international students into like Wyoming, you know what I'm saying? Where they're never going to meet someone from Japan. So from, you go to Casper, Wyoming, the host family, of course, wants someone from Japan because they put, you know, it, just like when I went to Japan, they put you on, like, literally, like, you, uh, they put you on a stool and they're like, sing, dance, <laughs> act, move. And you're like, I love this for a hot minute. Do you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you, you, you do have your famous moments there when you're there. And then China will get there too. But oh my gosh, 
I had to dunk down one time, just get my coffee at McDonald's because God forbid until I did. And then I got my coffee. Then I stood up straight and they're like, oh, but yeah. <laughs> and yes, I know Japanese just a squish, but um, I learned one word when I was in China. Nihau. That's it. Nihau. Yeah, that's oh, oh, 13 flashcards put together for, hi, how are you? 13 flashcards? Excuse me? <laughs> my, my room wasn't that big. Come on now. Come on. Okay. You know, what, like, what are you supposed to do? You know? But um Okay. So yeah, up with people. I'm 20, 22? 22 at this point. 22. Oh yeah, 22, dear. 22. Uh, yeah, so I was 22. And you do fundraising, like because it does cost some money to do, but then I got a dance scholarship. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Marinka and the Cha Cha. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know me. I, I whipped out, I mean, I sent in some tapes of the VHSs, mind you. Yeah. And a vanilla envelope. Double <laughs> yeah, people and I got like a nice little scholarship, but then I like I, I did like selling hot dogs and I had garage sales and like people donated like the people that from Man's Resort Deb and Brian if you're listening right now they sat down for breakfast one day they said give us two eggs two um, things of bacon and here's $500 for your and I was like mascara on my ankles I collapsed oh I would have too $500 back you know when we were 19, 20 and that was like a low lottery (laughs) so so real quick so so you go so up with people lasts for a year of you touring with the show which it feels so brutal because it's a new time zone and it's a new family like how long would you post in these locations was it just a weekend and then you were off well it got to the point we got time it got to japan which was absolutely amazing we went to nine different parts so you know nada and um, tokyo and um toyota and um they actually set aside for us there's seven days we were there with them but one day was just a day for us because the family would not leave you alone. Not in a bad or good way. They just you just need that day, and then you had a family day with them. Uh-huh. So whoever you hosted with, like so, like you had five days and you did your schedule, and you know what I mean. But there was so uh, the amazing amount of generosity that was there. I mean, I pointed a samurai sword <laughs> in someone's house once, once, and also it was wrapped up in a, and put in my suitcase for me <gasps> the next morning. Oh. Now mind you, when I went through customs, <laughs> also in Japan International Airport, and also. Nobody's name except Ohio because I'm obviously, you know what I'm saying? Also, I hear Christopher Blackett, Christopher Blackett, <laughs> and also my magic. So I'm sitting there, Chris, what'd you do? I'm like, honestly, probably nothing this time because I couldn't. Also, we walked back there. Honestly, God, this is when the x ray machines like literally showed you what was like, if you had a bone inside your ribs, you're like, oh, operation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that's there. <laughs> also, I walk in, they're like, what is this? I was like, and then here's me, I'm like, a space name is the word. You know what I'm saying? Like, space you know, and it still happens to this day. It still hangs above my, well, soon to be fireplace. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's just really cool though. You know what I mean? Just, and, and, and like I said, we went to Mexico, Canada, and Japan. And so, um, and these families, they've either hosted before because it's been a 35 year legacy. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? So when Upper People came to town, I mean, it was, well, there's some good room. There's some good Yeah, the Upper People's coming to town. Oh, so lock up your daughters? You know, kidding. <laughs> but the thing is like also, because- Or your son. Because host families, I mean, I stayed with a lawyer. I stayed with over what? 50 host families that year and just all walks of life that take you in and they give you a peanut butter sandwich and a mattress, you're happy. Otherwise, you're walking to a mansion that has a bowling alley and you're like, excuse me, just group of me? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I did I did advance work in Mexico City. Folks, the biggest city in the world at that time. Um, and just, you know, they drive with no, there's no um, traffic lanes down there. But anyway, Mexico City is amazing. But they sent me, they usually send someone two weeks ahead of the cast to do the advance work. I went six weeks ahead of the cast. And I, I saw Quinceanera I saw, I mean, my host family down there, because he was like an alumni from 94 and I was now 2000. I can, I wouldn't have taken that because I was going to miss the Mexico tour, but yet to have that six weeks in Mexico City, I was picking lice out of kids, four-year-old kids, because they have street kids down there, that would take a, um, they take a rig and it's kind of like a, uh, like a rush type thing, it was computer cleaner. And they just have their rig, like, you know how a, a baby would have a blanket? They would just have a little rig. So what we did is we go down, I mean, when I say the heart of Mexico folks, they're like, Get your, I mean, like, get your eyes darker and don't wear jewelry. Here's me. Eyes bluer. I hear blonde. I was like, 
Hola, boy. Hola, amigos. <laughs> and so we get down to the heart of Mexico City. There I am, and I'm playing memory with these, but, but they have to come up to you, too. It's kind of like, I want to say, like, but you know when Dorothy came and the munchkins kind of like came out like this because they were, didn't really know, you know what I'm saying, until <laughs> the feet were hanging, whatever. Um, we still love that musical. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that being said, it was crazy. So that, But when they trust you, you know, they come out and then you, you'd have to play a quick game of memory with them because we want to keep their motor skills and their brains still working. And then I had gloves on and we're picking lice, literally out of four-year-old kid, well, make me think four, maybe three. Was you that, know, so it's crazy. That was with Up With People or you were just doing that on your own? Yeah, because what we did community service in every, every city we went to. I washed airplanes. I walked around with the blind person all day. We went from her apartment all the way to the grocery store, came back and cooked like a, I say, you know, Minnesota hot dish. But we cooked it and we had to be blindfolded the whole time too. Oh, wow. Whole time too. I had to cheat once. I'm not going to lie. It was, <laughs> was too close of a wind. I knew I know what a bus in a car feels like going by you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the other thing is like, that was like, and I was like, sweetie, because this little bandana's got to peek up here because that was, that was our goal for the day. You know what I mean? But they, wow. that's what other people also challenges you to like, do things out of your out of your comfort zone, you know. And then I I have mad respect for blind people. I mean, people that are just any kind of a you, you just don't realize how much your sight is important to you. Or just that every day, walking down a like just a little curve, boop. You know what I'm saying? Like sure, sure. So it's cool. So, but, so um, and I can t- yeah. So you were in. You got to see all of these places. You could get there ahead of time. You're with up with people. Why did you only do it a year? I think I would have continued with staff, but at that point, like 130 people from 23 different countries. That's a lot of um. It's a lot of sticky armpits. It's a lot of, um, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of, um, Energy. It's, it's, it, you know, it gets to be like, and plus, you know, rumor has it that, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of it, uh, um, latched onto a little lad, shall we say. And that's when I backpacked to Europe for six months uh. after that. Him and I did. Oh, okay. Name, won't, name we won't mention, not important. But, um, <laughs> but um, the thing is, um, so then we went on. And then after that, so eight, 28 countries we hit in Europe, 18 of those we had a free place to stay because we already just traveled with these people. Oh. And guess what? They know how to host. So when we leave, we get a bag of lunch and come on in. I mean, I was making blood soup with Grandma Pushka in, up in Finnish, you know, way up in, actually with the padding, like the blood, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. saunas and, I mean, let's go Europe. We got nothing on you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, take a ride at the Pepsi machine and go here. No, we actually lived a dog sleds. Stay there. I mean, just crazy, crazy stories. So that's why up with people to this day, like I said, I go, I'll go for a job interview. Like, you, you hear someone up, up with people. And it doesn't matter. You'll sit there and you'll do the whole song with them. And you do like the crazy sway. And like, it's just... It, it's it's amazing. So is it still in existence today? Well, rumor has it. <laughs> it's, it's just called Up With. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I think it goes six months now and it's twice the amount of money. But the experience you have, like it, it, when they say bring cultures in, you're also, I've, I've never been to Wyoming, let's just say, and I've never been to Japan, you know? So it's like, you're also learning as you go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and when we went to Laramie, Wyoming, you know, you, you, Matthew Shepard's story. I mean, it was crazy because you actually go where, what you think is like, a, you know, like, um, it's, it's not Disney World, that's for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you see where it actually happens. And it's just like, Larry, my own, it's such a powerful, you know, and you got to, it just, it really touched my heart. I mean, just so many times there, you know, you mask it, like just moments of like, wow, there, there's unity, there is humanity, there's, um, there's love. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then I woke up in a karaoke bar in Japan on a guy's lap and he was thinking, let it be, let it be. The last thing I remember is at 10 a.m. doing 22, maybe 22 shots of little sakis. My host guy wakes me up at 7.30 and goes, you come with me. His friend owned uh, those, you know, those, those like curtain things you walk in, blah, blah. Well, we do sake. Warm, cold. Well, host dad, 90 pounds, maybe soaking went on a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was, we left 7.30 in the morning. So the last thing I remember is 11.30. I wake up in a karaoke bar 
on the guy's, no, I'm on the guy's lap and he, I'm on his lap and I wake up to his elbow and let it be, let it be. And I was like, what? And my host mom, she's kind of crying because she didn't know what happened to me. She didn't know if I was dead or alive. And then the guy's like, Chris, you passed out. I was like, I did what? And I was like, but to wake up in there, I just sat on his lap and I was like, this is probably never going to happen again. Serenaded. And in karaoke, you don't only sing with the people you go with. That's right. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, hey, everybody, I haven't done this one in a while. And there's that whole bar like, hey, Mustang Sally. You know what I'm saying? No, it's you sing with the eight people you're with. And after six songs, you're all set. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you've, you know, like, you've had it. Playing Space by Taylor Swift, we're good. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> But, um, okay. Um, but no, so yeah, so I mean, endless, and, and to this day, I can honestly say, um, we have reunions and, um, when you go to enough of people reunion, your, your whole vibe, your, your, just your energy, it's, it's so crazy. And I mean, you won't ever tell you that. And I mean, but enough of people person can knock on my door tomorrow and I don't care if it's your sister's brother's best friend's cousin, girlfriend's sister, she's in. Well, you and I went to, um, shout out to Cody. Uh, we went to a good friend of ours wedding in Colorado and you and I traveled there together, hung out. And then you, I was like, Hey, I'm staying in Denver for a few extra days. I just want to see the city and whatever. And you were like, Oh, I've got people in Denver. I'll, I'll just stick with you. We'll just stay with them. And I was like, Oh, I don't have to get a hotel. You're like, no, no, no. They'll totally host us. No problem. And to date, what up, Aaron? Uh, I still talk. Aaron, to, I love you. Yes, yes. I still talk to her. She was amazing from jump street. She let me stay with her mom like she didn't know me I wasn't with up with people you left and you went back to Minnesota and I was like well I guess I'll just stay in this house with someone who doesn't know me <laughs> it's like wasn't that house great though oh my god Isn't oh that, my god come on now yeah but it just it, it speaks yeah. to what you're saying about how that community but the point is. is though I knew that I was leaving you in good hands though yes. I would have never left that situation I even looked at Aaron she goes Chris don't even say what you know you don't need to say what's already understood you know what I'm saying? And I would have never left you in such a, and I, and I see you guys' little fa- comments go back and forth on Facebook this day and warms my heart yeah. because that was a connection. You're like, you're, you're not getting a hotel. Come on now. You yeah. know? And, but that, that, that's unity. That's the bonds. And that's, you know, that's, and that's how up people are because we've been there. We've done that, you know? And, and we do it too. Our Broadway musical, everywhere we go. And our show is <laughs> called The Common Beat. Okay. And you would, so you now, this comes up in job interviews now. That's crazy. Right. Well, two two things that come in my job interviews. I'm from Minnesota. Don't get it twisted. We we live through some winners. We're hard workers. Don't you know what I'm saying? And I ended up with people. So I've already got like the two like angels on this sort of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I do because that they're like, you did help with people because they, they they know the commitment of that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and or they've hosted themselves, you know. So, so so you do that for a while, then what gets you to oh good folks, he's got another pen in his hand. It's really great news oh, for everyone. Sorry. He you weren't kidding. There really are like seven pens on your desk. There's seventeen. You're doing great. Uh yeah. so then get us to so what made you go to LA then? Were you like, all right, acting's for me, I'm doing it, I'm moving there? Well, you know the old sayings, you know, they say you do foolish things for love or, uh, you know, you can't, what if you can't love yourself, you can't love everybody else, everything happens for a reason. Well, I believe the third part, everything happens for a reason. And the little biscuit that I'm at, um, that I backpacked Europe with, that's on the train ride home. Because after seven months of like living with someone like that intensely, like there's sometimes you didn't get the train or there's sometimes you so on the way home, he offered to me to move to Hollywood. And I was like, Hollywood. I knew I was going to go Hollywood or New York, but New York doesn't fit my shoes in their closet. So I was like, it's too claustrophobic. Can't. <laughs> and so then I'm, I'm like, jing ting. But not, also, though, I was falling in love. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I'll do it. Know, they always say, uh, they say, uh, you know, something about an addict. I'm like, well, have you ever been in love? You know what I'm saying? That type of like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, tying that in, though. So then I moved to L.A. when I was 24 years old. Mind you, 9-11 just happened. Oh, 9-11 just shit. happened that whole, I mean, here's me three weeks later. Oh, I'm going to LA. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't about, I think I just need, but also, I was moving to Los Angeles. This is like, I mean, Hollywood sign and things and people, and, you know. And so, thank gosh to this day, though, because that little Biscuits family, I'm still friends and amazing family to this day. 
I so, love that. Okay, so you get out to does, you come out to Hollywood. Now, was the goal to be an actor out here? It was. I, you know, I think I'm more. I call it a creative artist because every time you say an actor, like, what do you do? How do you, yeah. you know, and that's fine. I mean, and sometimes, I, you know, a student filmed to me. I've had a better experience on than I would have in a big production. And the thing with me is like, um. I was always an entertainer, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I'm not entertaining, if I'm not making, and I love to see people laugh. I love to see people laugh. Like that's, that's always been a thing of mine. And um, I think through, even through my tragedy, I turned to comedy and I think I, it's just so important. Laughter is life. And mm-hmm. um, I will say that it, it, if you can't laugh at yourself, it's going to be a long road, period, you know? And um, so I got to LA, I was like, ooh, which way do I go? You know, a comic route, uh, this and that, and then uh, student films and then a few, you know, porn opportunities and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, just random, random things up. My mom, like, don't you dare. She's like, that's one thing you'll be. I, I, she always popped up in that little bubble. You know yeah, you're like, like, never. That's one thing. Don't remember you came from. And say, please and thank you. And um, and don't you dare porn. You're done out of this family. Well, just a few fluffers. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> no, um, no, it was just crazy, though, because you realize what go- actually goes on behind that camera. No one tells you. Yeah, take the trail less travel. But they don't tell you there's going to be hookers and poison ivy. You hello. Hello. So it's like. That's such yeah. a great way of saying it. And that's saying it very like Because yep. Poison Ivy last a while was hookers. I mean, come on now. So, <laughs> so do their pen, gifts. Pen. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You know. Um, okay, so yeah. so you are in LA. What's your trajectory there? And why, what made you leave? Like, what what was what was going so on there? when I got there, I lived at downtown LA. When I say downtown LA, downtown LA. Like, we're talking like, hey, white boy. Que paso? A corn lady. Dollar corn, the lolota. Remember that with yep. the mayonnaise and the cheese? Oh, God, it's so good, I mean, though. The Coke. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I miss that so much. For a dollar. Then the fruit cup would chase it. Oh, the and the lemon and the shot. oh I and miss that food. Talking, I mean, the coconut would just be like, I mean, you could like smell. Smell it. The, like how I can, fresh it came My out. mouth is so watering I, I, right now. Yeah. God, LA's food. Oh, come on. God, um, a baco, a baco bacon truck. Come I on. It. <laughs> I mean, the Foxfire. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that place. Oh, God bless you, America. You got to. You know what I'm saying? You got we to. All, we all became a little squirrely in there. <laughs> um, but so then when I got to LA, I was like, what do I go? And the thing is, LA is such a um, melting pot. Yeah. A. But B also like, the Biscuits family took me into the point where like, hey. So I had a family net there for Easter, Christmas. Um, and they just, and to this day, I mean, they flew into Minnesota for my one man show. Surprised me walking through the door at 1.30 in the morning. I was literally, and I'm not joking, also, I go, Ricky and Karina? I was like, what? Shout out to the Cootiels. I'm sorry if you guys are listening to this. I love you guys so much. And he, he's one of eight. So like, um, and to this day, I will walk through the house and go still live with my mom and papa. I call her mama, I call papa. First time she mets me, she goes, that boy's gay, isn't he? And she never said another word since. Wow. Never said another word, bam. And because they loved me and accepted me for exactly who I was at 22 years old, moving to Los Angeles, which is huge. Wow. So. Because that was not um, always your experience. That's lovely. And but you know, um, but this one had to pay his bills though. So then mommy had to get a job. You know, you're like, oh yeah. And my, 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 six weeks later, I'm like, okay, so um, <laughs> what do we do? You know what I'm saying? Where do we go? So one day on a drunken stupor, um, we ended up at a Universal City Walk. And I was like, well, you know, I got a job at, Gla- I don't know if people really even know that. I got hired at Gladstones first. I got hired at Gladstones, did the whole training, fish shirt, the whole nine yards, come on. And the hard rockers used to come in on Sundays and get absolutely Rip shit hammered. Me, you can cuss. Like, I mean, literally, like, yeah. rip to the tits. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're not even talking, like, we're not even talking sloppy drunk. We're talking drunk. We're drunk. talking dresses over the heads. We'll get there, too. Um, <laughs> the hard rock. God oh, bless, God bless I, it. If you're a hard rocker and you're listening right now, to all the hard rockers, I dearly love you. Because um, I grew up there. I mean, I put 10 years in at Universal Studios. And, oh, so Gladstones, they used to come in on Sundays. And I, and I met Bridget's, and I met the Nanos, and I met the Blah Blahs and the Meow Meows. And then, so I'm like, 
And then I meet Carrie, the bartender. Do you remember Carrie? Yep. Carrie, um, except, yeah. And so, Carrie, if you listen, I love you. Um, but also, Carrie, she, um, she's like, what are you doing? She's like, why would you be wearing this fish shirt when you should just be totally rocking and rolling? And then I went for my interview and I was going to Vegas that weekend. And the manager said, I have 85 people that want this job and one person's going to get it. And I go, okay. So he goes, well, you go to Vegas and come back and we'll see. So I got back from Vegas and he called me. He's like, you got the position. And that's when my hard rock career started. Wow. So, and I wasn't even joking you. Like when I say 85 people, I was like, you know, it's one thing that you really want because it's just like the collectiveness. Like hard rock, I can honestly say they pay you to be yourself. Mm -hmm. They pay you a hundred percent to be yourself. I mean, it didn't matter what was dripping from you, what was going on. As long as you did your job, they respected that. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. So it's one of the most competitive uh, jobs I've. I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, shout out to L. He walked my resume back. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gotten the job because I didn't realize until I was working there. Like we were getting fifty resumes a day of people that were just hoping to get a job. Well, it, it just. I mean that. And when I hired there, you're a little intimidated because the last person that got hired was five years ago. You're like right what's going on here? Like, what are we drinking the juice here? Like, is the honeymoon over? Like, what are you like, waiting for that? For, like that. So then you get it and you're so busy. You're so busy. Like I was like, you know, I, one of my trainers, I remember her literally taking me five behind the back. She goes, you're going to have to start moving faster. I was like, you know, I was like, I think we all know who that is. But um, anyway, so but that, you know, um, and, and spanking the asses, spanking the asses. Let me tell you what, I mean, you got to grab, it wasn't just a little no. on the boots. I mean, we had <laughs> customers that would say, Hey, the food was great. Love the tortillas. But what's up with that slapping of the asses? I'm like, and we're all like, because if you walk by and you didn't do it, you had to go back and redo it. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you work at Hard Rock and then you're, you're kind of making yeah. headway in LA and then what got you out to, out of, cause we'll get into the job specific stuff in the next section. So, so hop us right. up to what, what made you leave LA? Like what got you into dinosaurs? What's all that about? Well, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I left LA in a body bag. That's right. So, and that's going to sum up a lot of what, um, when you say body bag, yes, folks, that was a body bag because, um, I, you know, the thing with me is also as an, as a creative artist, um, you know how to cheat things and you know how to do things that are just like exceptionally normal because you don't answer a telephone on the stage shaking, you know, so you learn how to, you know, to get that. So, um, I, of course I was a social drinker to the age nine. We're going to start there too. Um, I, I were hundred percent Polish and that, I'm proud of it. You know, I would say to Harry had Polish sausages lately, but, um, <laughs> It was one of those things of being raised with that. I mean, what we're going to drink, what we're going to eat, and who's coming. Mm -hmm. That's why I was raised. And to this day, Kate Gaffney, you could show up at my, you know, my parents' house and they would totally take you in, you know. But, um, but yeah, Chris had a little bit of a, um, a hidden agenda, you know what I'm saying? And so one drink became 60 and 60 became, you know what I mean? I took Captain Morgan to the, um, my senior year prom with me, the handle. I buckled it up in the front seat, my senior year, but we're all joking and hey, ba 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 beep, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. And remember, in Minnesota, they don't consider alcohol a drug. So, you know what I'm saying? So when I got into a few little, let's just say sniffles and snaffles along the way, because one thing with me, I have a addictive personality. I'll try everything once. I do repeat. I try everything once. The only thing I did not like is raw onion. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so I'm just like, people would be like, Chris, did you listen? Anal flaps. I will try everything once. The only thing I didn't like is raw onion. So have you ever, do you want me to repeat that again? <laughs> in the past, let's go. And I, I, you know, I talk fast. Yes. If you tell me three times in one night that I talk fast, we can't be friends. Yeah, tough. So tough titties. It, that's a little more dramatic, but just take off your pants. We'll go from there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> on now. so. But wait, so you, so you uh, had a, you had a some some addiction stuff to address. Well, you know, here's the deal. I'm, I'm my name's Christopher Plackett, and I'm an addict alcoholic. That will I never change. Um, I, I, I say what I say. My one thing I go. It doesn't get easier with time. Time gets easier with it. 
Uh, but I was a functioning, functioning, functioning alcoholic. Um, people didn't know that I was working three jobs and going on auditions and keeping afloat. And if you saw me on Tuesday, I looked good, just as good as on Thursday because I didn't get hung over. I hung on. Yeah, you did. And that was a big thing for me. And I mean, we're talking folks, I mean, a 17-month coma, which we'll get there too. But I mean, yeah, so I, you asked me why I left LA because I did leave in a body bag. I technically flatlined in California and I flatlined in Arizona. And that's when I went home to die is from Arizona to Minnesota. And my family flew in. I was completely yellow. I was, um, lost all my cognitive. I, I was going into a pool and I couldn't tell my arms to swim. Hmm. And that's when I knew things were wrong. And I lost all my hair. I dropped 70 pounds. Um, they drained 10 liters off me every Thursday for seven months. I don't know if anyone knows what paracentesis is. It's a needle about the size of your small schmerm. You know what I'm saying? But it's, <laughs> it's long. And, um, they, and they drain you. And they took 10 liters off me every Thursday for seven months. Each liter is two pounds. Wow. Each liter. So 10, two liters. You know, I speak at meetings. People, oh, my mommy and daddy couldn't pay for college, white boy. And I'll tell my story. And the old man with the big overalls comes up. You know what I mean? That On the walker going, that was quite a story. I'm blessed. I'm seriously lucky because, um, you know, you get that nurse in the room, you know, I've been a nurse for 38 years. I've only known nine people that ever get up to nine pairs of teeth without making it. I had 28 of them done. So, and when they, and they drained the 10 liters anyway. So, um, yeah, I was lucky. I mean, I was really, but, um, but once again, to your question, I love California, but I, I was forced to, and not by my own actions. No one poured a drink down my throat. That's one thing with me. I always take, I, it took to me to realize that it was me and, and I don't blame anyone to this day. That's another thing about life. Um, if you have a rule in my family, so over two years ago, you don't bring it up, period. You know, because not, you're not bettering anybody because my mom will start with a story when I was five and she just doesn't stop her until the next Christmas. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> not good or bad. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, here we go again. Here you we know go again. So we made a rule. That just, and guess what? I've been great the last two years. Just saying. Um, Take that fucking pen years, out of your hands, yeah. Christopher Plackett. My God. Sorry. You go. Because I love this story and I want this to be her. There. Yes. Okay. Keep just fucking with your, there you go. Fuck with your chapstick. But anyway, so your family, or you, sorry, you were saying, so if it, if it happened more than two years ago, we're not talking about it. And, that's- and I called my parents and I said, I look at my friend, Captain Morgan. I love you. Um, she, I, I looked at her and I said, don't call my parents until I'm done being yellow. My mom said by the time she saw me in Arizona, I was so yellow, I was green. Yeah. And I just remember my mom coming through those doors and I literally was like, to see your mom in a situation like, I mean, it's a humbling experience to get picked out of the bathtub with your parents at 35 years old. And that was a night because I could not physically. And let me tell you what, when I make it kudos big or whatever you're going to do in life, I'm going to put a silver bar. You know, silver bars, those ones that come next to the bathroom and every toilet across America. Because if that toilet didn't have one, it was a long haul because I used to grab the silver bar and go, one, two. And that was right. But if it didn't have one, oh, sometimes I land on the floor. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to put it. That's my goal is to put a silver bar. And I don't care if it's a dive bar. I don't care if it's a creamery. I don't care if it's inside of a church. I want that silver bar there because those people, you don't. And guess what, folks? If you don't have your health, You've got nothing. You've got nothing. And, that, and you know, it was a hard awakening, but I'm, I'm lucky to come back. Well, people say you chose life, Chris, because a lot of times with addiction, it's either life or death, and I chose life. And, um, but also with the amazing strength behind me, the wind beneath my wings. So we went from Arizona to, they drained me. They put me back in my car. Um, and when I, flew, when I got to Minnesota, my blood pressure was 77 or 52. Mm-hmm. They said, take him in where the ambulance comes out of. Take him in. And so a doctor from the Mayo Clinic, which is... Dr. Pradaruko, I take a knee every time he walks in. He's like, Chris, got off the floor. I'm like, I'm serious, he saved my life. Seven doctors voted, seven doctors. Six voted yes for liver transplant. One said no. He goes, this kid will make it. Because of a picture that I took and my teeth are like this. I go, well, at least my teeth are still white. And he goes, and that's why he'll make it. Because it was an option. I didn't, you know, and not to get graphic, but like there's so much ammonia in my brain that I had to make many deposits up to five to seven a day just to get that much ammonia out. 
And so, and then they said I wasn't going to be able to do this, wasn't going to go do, do that. 17 months later, I got locked out of my coma type. Where, and the doctor goes, because I could put up my hands and they wouldn't shake like a leaf. My dad said I sound like a bell ringer holding a cup of tea, you know, inside the Macy's because that's how bad the spoon would shake in the cup because that's how bad my shakes were. And the doctor's like, you will not drive until you can put your hands up like this and they don't shake. And you know what the crazy thing was? I mean, I'm not trying to get all like, but there was a hand on me. There was a hand on my right, right shoulder. It was just a little bit of pressure. It was just a little bit of pressure. And the second he said I could drive, that hand, I even told my mom, when I was like, mom, the hand's here. And she's like, oh, okay, great. Because I guess like one day I talk in a British accent, the next day I talk drunk, the next day, because no one could actually understand me. We had to name my cane, my cane, because I had a walking cane, because I couldn't walk until I learned how to walk, um, Alice. <laughs> Alice, Alice, who the, is Alice? But that's like for Alice. Everyone knew to look for my cane because if I was like, hey, you know what I mean? They weren't understanding that. And my family, it was a big shock for them too because it's not, it's not about, you know, like I said, no important drink down my thing, but this is a huge awakening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I came out of what I call, well, people say a miracle, you know what I mean? And then I had to get my belly button popped back in. My right, my right groin was the size of the biggest mango you've ever seen just because of liquid. Yeah. <laughs> You showed it to me. Mm-hmm. It was big. Right. Oh, that's right. Oh. As, as, as one time I peed in the tub, and yep. I'm like, Mom, look, the yellow's coming off. Because I was that yellow, you know, but my mom's like, and she, bless my parents too. I mean, they, they've been nothing. I mean, my parents are nothing but angels, and but it took us a long way to get there, you know, and so, yeah. and then you wake up and you're like, I'm sober. Hello. You're like a sober, like sobriety. Like, well, that was an option. Like, that was cutting my, what? Mm-hmm. That's how I, that's all I knew. And what am I going to do it in Christmas? A concert? What would, you know, <laughs> but then these last eight years, I'll be, I'll be sober eight, May 26th. I'll be sober eight years off alcohol. Uh, I, I'm so I, proud I just, of you. It, um, it gives me goosebumps because, um, it should. Someone, someone looked at me, my little biscuit looked at me and said, I wouldn't even think of you taking you back until you had two years of sobriety. Bitch, please. <laughs> I got eight coming up in two weeks. And, um, yeah, I was, I was alone for New Year's. Um, I won the Diamond Award. Get that by on a shot. <laughs> my first everything, I, you know, I, but I cannot explain you guys to be such so present in a moment that I wasn't there for. I'd be in a room for three hours and was there for 13 minutes. And now I'm in a room for three hours and I invested the whole two hours in, well, maybe 48 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> 13 minutes, I'm, you know, someone's looking good in the room or something's happening. But, um, but no, it is amazing. It's actually, um, it, it, it is crazy. And in, in eight years that I, I mean, I always say when you shake hands with the devil and kiss God and come back again, you have a whole nother respect for life. Mm. And I chose life and I stopped expecting. I really stopped expecting. Because the second you stop those expectations, guess what? Wear those shoes. Take that girl out. Ask him out. Do this. Ride that car. Don't say stuff to people. Do things. Be you. And like I can't express that enough because people wait. For what? You know? And guess what? Once I, I can't repeat, once you even don't have your health, folks, everything else. I mean, I, my mom and dad had helped me out of the bathtub. You know what I'm saying? But also that, I will never, I, I think in my mind, this will never happen again. This will never happen again. You know, and I just, um, and there's been time, but I mean, and I, and I, I made it packed with the, whatever higher power you believe in. I just said, listen, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And that was just so, um, and yeah, do I think about drinks every now and then? A glass of red wine? Absolutely. But you know what? I, there's so much, life is so much, you know, I always go to like this analogy of holding the signs. The person says, hey, I need a drink. I give him that $5 because he's honest. But you know that we're all holding signs, whether they're visible or not? Because everyone's holding a sign walking by you. But we're all so selfish and we don't give a shit. But just because it's not visible, saying, I need a drink. Because guess what? There's sometimes I need a drink. You know what I'm saying? And I was honest. And that's when, when people are honest, like, 
I just, I, I, there's a truth to that. And um, addiction's real, folks. Like, I, I know people say, oh, blah, blah, blah. No. I, I, I had addictive personality since I was very young and something that I had to deal with. It just wasn't alcohol. It was, you know, friends. It was songs. I mean, Taylor Swift playing Space. I cannot do that to this day because I, I you know, I played Second it time million times. I sold for my <laughs> nine-year-old niece. You know what I mean? Because I just liked it. I mean, and then like it's Taylor Swift and those lyrics have hurried. Get out of here. She actually has been through 14 divorces and hasn't liked Stevie Nicks, but yet she's 12. <laughs> anyway, um, it just, but yeah, so one day at a time. And I will, um, I will honor you with that, Kate, because um, the first time you wrote it, I was like, O-D-A-T. I thought it was like from uh, Garfield, like, O-D. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I seriously didn't know what, I was like, because nowadays with the kids, sometimes I still got to Google, like, shaking my own head. I still don't get that one. But anyway, yeah, it looks like McDonald's gone wrong. But um, so I was just like, what's going on here? But then all of a sudden, but Kate, you were the first one that was so, um, you can tell who people, have, I put you this way, you can tell when people have been affected with their own life or they've been through it. And when I had a, someone call me, and said, if Chris Plackett can get sober, I can get sober. I pulled on the side of the freeway. Two years sober, he called me that day. He worked at the Hard Rock Cafe, actually. I will say that much. And it was not in Minnesota. It was in LA. And he pulled over and he goes, I cried. I, I, I literally, I, I pulled over. And I was like, shmurm. I like, what? I was like, he, and he, he found my number out of the blue. because he, he, But he wanted to make that two years first. To, and I was like, because he said to himself, he goes, if Chris Plackett can get sober, anybody can. And I've had endless people come up to me. Hey, my cousin, my sister, listen. I don't, I, it doesn't matter who you're talking about. I'm glad that you're talking. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're talking because um, I've, through addiction, I've also lost a lot of fun people, yeah. you know? And I, I have, I, and the thing is, I have zero regrets. Zero regrets because, you know, no day but today. You know what I mean? Like, or get re- rent. Oh, come on. Um, anyway, that's a whole other side show. <laughs> Jonathan Larson, you are amazing for that. But also, it's relatable. Yeah. That shit happens. You circle one of us? I mean, especially like the Hard Rock crew, like, the web, I mean, just, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was, um, I didn't know how to deal with that much pain at one point. Cause I just didn't like the psychologist, like, yes, you're not going to recognize yourself. You're going to be, I was like, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Baba. So I went even back to theater stronger. So I was like, this is my comeback. This is Stefano's coming back from the grave. You know what I'm saying? Like days are life shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, come on now. And not that I had to prove to anyone anymore, anything but myself. Yeah. Cause also I came out as a human being. I believe you can't really see. Oh, like you can, I believe tattooed on my left arm and um, the, the L is in red stands for love, laughter and life. Cause when no one else did, I started to. So, uh. and that's what I believe. But yeah. And then that led me to my one man show called liver, liver it up. Believe it or not. Ah, <laughs> I crawled out of my own body bag, folks to apple bottom. That's true. Actually, that's actually true. Bar, it came out of a body bag. Literally calling out, I was out of breath. <laughs> that really happened. Literally. <laughs> a big nappy deal. Yeah, quarter pounder with some cheese. If I ever have a, you know what I mean. And, oh, and then I turned on the Beauty and the Beast song. You know, little little falls. It's a small minded gay village. You know what I mean? Like I love every it. day, like the one before. You know, and then did you hear Chris Pocket might be a queer? Mind you, I platforms on, socks up to my knees, hospital gown, and my hair tied like Aunt Jemima in glitter dripping at the whole entire show. I mean, I put enough glitter on for sixty eight pounds of that show to go through. <laughs> Fringe festival. Have you, have you familiar with the Fringe festival? My ball was the second ball that got picked. That's amazing. They don't take so many shows, you know, how, if you either know it, you don't. If you know, you know. But, and it's also very intimidating too because who's the director? You. So I wrote, produced, and started my own show, Chris Starford. I'm in my own show and that was, for me, I didn't care if the show flopped because that was my therapy. Yeah. That was me letting go. That was my mom and I meeting eyes in the audience for the first time because she's like, this is my son. She never knew that side of me. She never knew. And, and I said, mom, you got to get on that bandwagon or you're going to miss out. You know, mm-hmm. and I just, um, 
And she didn't come the second time of liver, which, okay, cool. But because my dad's like, dad, where's mom? She's like, because my mom lived it. You know, it's different when you're, mm. my mom flew in Arizona to say that they have, I have four days left to live. They, you know, that people came in, they all, but they, I went in the white room at the whole nine yards. So when I lived, you know, here's me, I'm like, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey. <laughs> Resurrected. Um, yeah. And my mom's like, I knew God, God wasn't done punishing me yet. I just knew it. You know what I'm saying? You're like, Teresa. That's top We always give her shit about that. She's like, I knew God does it wasn't punishing me. I was like, death becomes her. I was like, what? And you know me. So Chris Black really never changed throughout his whole entire venture. The only thing is, I believe, um, you know, I get those phone calls about sobriety and people and things. And you know what I mean? This, that, that. That's, that's, that, that's amazing. You wouldn't have to call me and tell me that. Or, you know, and the people that can quit on their own, good for you. And people don't wait for tragedies to happen because you know what? I almost, I did wait for a tragedy and I almost didn't have these last eight years, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and all the drugs I've done, I've done a lot of drugs in my life. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Pink Floyd, the whole night, you know, whatever. Um, but the thing is, alcohol is the only one that will physically bring you to your knees. Mm. Physically, physically. Like when I say, I mean, shakes and that, you know, and I've done a, you know, let's just say I've done a buffet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not a Shoney's buffet or not a Golden Corral. <laughs> um, just, just a little this and that. But yeah. yeah. But now here we are. So eight years, I mean, 26, which is absolutely insane because I think about the, like, the Diamond Award winning and um, I, got, I got a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Hard Rock. I went and taught English in China for a year. Um, I, All since you got sober, I, right? Oh. All of that happened once you got sober. I would have never done it unless I got sober because mm-hmm. the bottle came first. The bottle, I, I, it wasn't a decision. It was just, it was my every day walking in, sliding $13 across that counter and I'm saying the word to the man and drinking that, not even the pint, the bigger, and that was my daily intake and that was including the four bars I hit on the way home. So, so honest. and I still have bartenders call me to this day just checking in on me because um, there was a net there that I didn't know. And let's, let's face it, Placket is the party. Do you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you are. got there, I mean, if you were at like an eight, you turned it up to about 13 in about six seconds because shot, shot. I mean, and it wasn't like I meant to attract, well, I was, I'm a nut magnet anyway, but that being said, it's just a can of mixed nuts, but I would have drinks. I would take someone that was sober, a, um, uh, someone drive my car, um, designated driver, just so she could hold on to two drinks during open bar. So I'd have four drinks in one supermarket sweep, wow. you know, that type of psychology. Yeah. So, no, there's one time to this day that Nicole Smith, I love you to death. Um, I, I pulled in because I got to Minneapolis finally. I was out of my small town because, you know, people in my small, every time you see someone, they go like, Chris, how are you? you know, oh, are you sure it's more than just alcohol there, Teresa? You know, Teresa Bobson, you know, he's yellow. And people, I know you saw Philadelphia in 1983. God bless the whole movie and everything about it. But like, just because I'm yellow does not mean, oh, it looks like he's flooded with pee. I mean, I heard it all. You know what I'm saying? Just like when I bought my little biscuit home. Oh, you bought him for an exchange student? No, bitch. He was my roommate for 10 years in a one bedroom with one bed. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> anyway, back to where we started. So yeah. And one day I did pull in a lot and I sat in the parking lot and I, I thought, nobody knows me. And I got my ID ready and I was so nervous. I was like, do I go in the bar first? Do I ask for a drink first? Should I go pee? And like, I sat in the bar parking lot and Nicole Smith, is, to my, my other half to this day, she called me out of the blue. We just met twice at the Hard Rock. And she called me that day and she goes, what are you doing? I said, I just lost her down here. I said, Nicole, I said, I'm about to, she goes, you put that car in drive and you come immediately. She delivered about 40 minutes out. And to this day, when she, because I, I don't know if she wouldn't have called at that moment because I was having a moment of me and a selfish moment again, you know? And it just, and I'm glad because um, that could have changed everything too. But it, you can get your, all my family and friends drink. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. I just knew that I knew. And when you see your old patterns come out, your old behaviors, the two time Tams and the, you know, and the weeping at the bars and that kind of stuff. It just, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, relapse. But, no, but I go to the bar. I still go to, you know, but yeah. listen, when mama drives, she heads out when she's done. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hello. she'll play Houdini fast. You can say, because I, I live 21 years in a bar. I'm done. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Relapse is part of recovery too, though. You know, so there's no shame if that, if that is part yeah, of your journey. Yeah, none. And I just, um, I, you know, shout out to all the addicts, addicts, alcoholics, whatever, whatever category you want to put you in. Cause it's like the LGBT, like whatever, whatever you fit or whatever you mold, I'm praying for you. I really am. Cause the strength, it, it takes a lot. And so, and, you know, hug, and hug an addict when you see him, please. Because that, you never know if that person or how, she, you know, it's such a guilt and a shame and a shallowness that you go to that you're just, and the thing is, you're not alone. People, you are not alone. You're not alone. You're not, the, you know what I mean? I thought sitting at home on New Year's when the clock struck 12 was up. I had the best New Year's of my life. And I just, but because you're not alone, folks. You're not alone. Trust me. When I say you're not alone, and I don't care what your issue is. It could be, it doesn't have to be the gay issue. It doesn't have to be drugs. It what, everyone has a vice. And I'm, I'm going to break that down. If they don't, you're lying. I, I don't care if it's collecting Barbies. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> everyone has a vice to hold on to. And I think peaches and green Barbie, remember her with the, but anyway, um, I just think it's amazing that um, those signs what I was talking about earlier, the signs that you hold on to. I went by a lady in the chip aisle in Walmart. We walked by each other. I, I don't forget a face. I'll forget your name in a second, but I will not forget a face. And also we walked by each other. The energy just shifted. And I, Cause all of a sudden like I was there, I was focused Long story short, we started talking about Lay's potato chips and the new flavors and blah, blah, two for six. And all of a sudden, her, um, her brother just died at 52 years old of liver disease. And so we sat there holding a bag of barbecue chips between our tits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and literally <laughs> hugging each other because we're like, and in the middle of Walmart, there's like a moment because she needed that. You know, and guys, and then she's just a lady walking by me in Walmart. We walk by these people every day, you guys, every single day we walk by. Just because they're not holding the sign, folks, doesn't mean there's not one there. So, and I can't express that enough because I just think, there's a lot of, a lot of, sh- a lot of look down on addicts and folks, some people just can't control it. Yeah. And some, you know, and I, like I said, I, I've lost a lot of good people, you know, to, you know, drugs and people, you know, but I've had, but I've had amazing support and amazing. I mean, you don't believe in power of prayer folks. Yeah. It's, it, it works. So. I'm trying yeah, to get so May 26, <laughs> May trying 26, to get it together. <laughs> which uh, is right around the corner actually. Yeah, it wow. is. You got it. Um, you will, that'll be in uh, two weeks from today. I have to get it together. I'm going to take a break. No, uh. Oh, honey. I know. <laughs> the thing about you, you're so amazing because like, even the ODT, is that from the you know, <laughs> You're always so supportive because you, you can tell the people that have lived it, done it, been there, you know, some kind of like circle of it because there's triggers, there's life, there's things that I throw at you. But guess what? There's so much more to do than just, you know, but like I said, I was lucky because all those times of driving drunk on the 405 Girl. loaded. Yeah. I mean, folks, eight years, I won't go eight seconds without a drink. I used to order drinks at the Hard Rock patio, comp one off and pay for the other one. There was no one in 83. I don't know if you ever knew that. Hard Rock. <laughs> anyway, um, they're closed now anyway, bitches. So I, don't care. Um, I used to order, t- I used to order some, it's three drinks. I comp two because, oh, they didn't like the flavor. There was nobody even on the patio. And I go in that little cubby hole, remember the ketchup and mustard yeah, thing? Yeah. And I sit there and just slam. Wow. And then I would do my round robin, which we won't talk about the bars after that. But, you know, yeah. I, I had a system and it worked until I thought that, you know, and then my belly would inside my liver, anything over 30 is considered dead. Mine was at 47 I when I checked into the hospital. And now, folks, it's at 0.08. You're all going home with one. No, but um, <laughs> I'm very thankful for that because I, I damaged the one organ that actually, you know, well, because I, when I went in for my last three surgeries, the doctor's like, Chris, are you sure? Because I... Somehow a seed ended up in the bottom of my shmer. My right testicle was this, and my belly button popped. I go, do all three right now. And he did all, like, they couldn't do it until my body got stronger. 
you know, and then I had to start putting on some weight. And then, I mean, 10 liters, you folks, you guys, there's a lot of liquid in the middle of August in the summertime. Well, look, I mean, so, it's such an insidious, secretive thing because like you and I would get up and work out together at seven in the morning, like three days a week. Like it was just, I had no, anyway, it's not about me, but I, like I, it's. I, a t- no, and the thing is, Kate, I was, I, I was, that's, that was the start of the fall actually, because I was going to college folks. And I would, the bar that I knew would open up at 5.30 a.m. Five, if you knew the right, bump, bump, bump. You know what I'm saying? My car's still named after to this day. I mean, I love you, Goldie. <laughs> I don't care what shit because you, the wig on backwards, sometimes not a wig. Some, anyway, but there, and yet I could, then I met a whole nother net of family. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, sure. oh, who's this gay walking in a bar? Yet I was hugging, you know, you can go in the name of your bar so because it came like a family net, but also that family net, we weren't supporting each other in the way that we should have been. Yeah. But should have they have been? Because I, I mean, but um, so I got my college loans. And guess what Chris did? Paid off his bar tabs, you know, or just crazy. But yeah, when we go to those workouts with cold or whatever, the, um, yeah. the couple times I threw up. Mm-hmm. I remember well, that, yeah. But it was, yeah, and then we go out. I mean, you, I, I I, believe, you know, when I say, they say that we're functioning, I was beyond functioning. I mean, like I, like, like me, I graduated from college, but you don't have to have the paper bag and no teeth just to say that you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So, sure. which I think a lot of times, you know, that's what it boils down to, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, I always say at my tenure, Sobriety, we're all going to get drunk. <laughs> kidding, kidding. We made it this far. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. A little shiraz for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. I, I, I even smell it. Sometimes it is kind of a turn on. I'm not going to lie when it's on a guy's breath or something like that. Because it's like, oh, Jack Daniels. Like, one guy's like, you're going to bite my tongue off. And I was like, well, it's been a while. You know what I'm saying? Not like that, but like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, Captain Morgan. Mm-hmm. As an alcoholic, I can walk in a room and I'll know what everyone has in their hand. He's like, Corona's over there, Windsor's over there. Okay, free bars over there. Because, And I'm lucky, I'm blessed that I can go into a bar. And not freak out, or I can go to an event that has beer and wine, and I don't, you know, mm-hmm. some of my friends can't. Yeah. So, and I call them friends for a reason because um, it's supporting each other. Just support each other, folks. Whether you got an addiction or not, you don't think you do or you do, talk. Because, like I said, you're not alone, folks. You are not alone. Coming from a small town, Midwest, trust me, I, I walked many, what I thought roads alone, shit, there's a hundred angels beneath my wings at that point. That's right. That I didn't even know about till later years, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, um, and you know, a lady came up to me at the grocery store. She goes, are you Chris Plakett? I was like, yeah. She goes, you wouldn't believe what the power of prayer can do for you. She goes, you were across the boards in so many churches. And so many, I didn't know her from Adder Eve. like, she poofed like a puff of smoke. She walked away and I was like, and cause I have moments too. Like I was in a hot tub in like Great Wolf Lodge in Brainerd, Minnesota. And I just started bawling. Cause I was like, just the factor of like, I'm alive. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know, but it's, um, and I don't play a victim about it. I'm like, oh no, it was me, but you know what I mean? And I'll be, I'll be like, well, the alcoholic, no one asked me, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I, that's me being me, you know, I'm like, well, no, because my mom asked me the other day, she's like, do you mind if we have a couple of drinks during Thanksgiving? I go, now you're going to ask? <laughs> Seven and a half years later? Now you're going to ask? I'm like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? As I'm in a hayride during Christmas and they're, they're handing around hot sex and, you know, homemade wine. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't get it, you know? Um, but you know, they, it, you know, but you also know when enough's enough. Mm. I want more for myself. And I, you know, in that glass case, that glass where everyone is in this glass, you know, menagerie, whatever, when that breaks and everyone comes down the same level, don't walk in front of me. Don't walk behind me. Walk with me. Mm. You know what? And if you don't like it, guess what? Because at the end of the day, it boils down to your happiness and what you're going to come, what you're going to boil down to. And you know what? You go home to you. Even if you have a partner or not, when you had a partner of 12 years, there's times I felt more alone just because I was not connected with me. You know, and now, I mean, I love myself. I really do. You know what I mean? And I, I, I mean, I'm funny. You know what I'm saying? You're and hilarious. You believe something enough, you do, you know, 
even on this little segment right here, like Oprah Winfrey, you know what I'm saying, Dr. Oz here. But the point <laughs> is, though, I think addiction, though, it, I, I'm glad that you, you mentioned it because I'm so proud of it. You should be. I'm so proud you of it. And I will keep an, I'm, I'm not an idiot person. I know I didn't start drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes because of it. I just, I, I don't like that um, level of heaviness it, it contains. And I felt like every Tuesday or Wednesday, we're like, oh my gosh, and it gets so heavy at 8.30 in the morning. You're just like, you, they didn't leave you out better off with, than what they found you, I feel sometimes. And I know it works for some people. It just wasn't for me. So, and, I, and I'll talk at meetings. I still do because I think it's important if, you know, if you hit that one person in the room, you'd be surprised who that one person is that comes up to you at the end and says, holy sweet mother of God. Mm-hmm. Or it comes up to me and says, I'm six months older because you're, you know, family members, um, to good friend, just good people, good people. And I, and I, and I love people. Like you can come up to me. I'm open 24 seven. That's why I say just like the holiday gas station, you know what I'm saying? 24, mm-hmm. there's no locks on these doors because I do this. I've learned that, um, it's also about listening, Chris. My best friend told me, Chris, two things, not always about you. And you say too much. I grabbed my pearls three times. I was like, what? <laughs> That's my seven years ago. The best advice I ever got. She goes, Chris, it's not always about you. <laughs> I mean, we all can't be princess. Someone has to clap when I walk by type shit. You know what I'm saying? But also, <laughs> then I was like, what? And then she goes, Chris, you say too much. If you call in sick to work, just say you call in sick. Chris, before you know, you fell in a aisle in Walmart because you're trying to get a car that the old people had to come get you. And yes, it was fabricated. But I think in my mind, I had to believe my, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, I mean, but yeah, she's like, if you call in sick, you're just sick. You know, you don't have to go into this whole, mm. and I, I was like, as oh, she's wearing a neck brace to go visit the jail. Anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah, so um, oh. but yeah, no, shout out to all the addicts and alcoholics out there. Um, you know, it, it, it's a journey. It's a step. And when I say one day at a time, folks, and remember in your darkest hour, it only lasts an hour. I think that needs to be in your darkest hour. It only lasts an hour. I can't express that enough because I think, um, there's a dark hour. There's going to be many dark hours, but it's just how you handle it. And it's all about, you have to have a strong mind in this world. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that you have a weak mind. It, it, it will override you. Mm. You know, I have a strong mind. I believe, you know, and acts have strong minds because at one point you are, you can talk yourself into something so in a split second and be loaded in seconds, you know, or you can go to Walmart and get drunk right now. That's right. You know, if you're over 21. So it's like, it's, it, people don't realize that, you know, and then you live in a state where ugh, you went to, you went to treatment for math, you know, 25 years ago, have a glass of champagne, we're celebrating mm-hmm. because drinking wasn't a problem that they knew of. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I said, my family, it's just a, it's a very cultural thing. I just didn't let anyone know, you know, the, the whole, you know. And also I was masking a lot, though, too, and hiding. And I thought it was, you know, mm-hmm. when the priest called me a thespian, I thought he called me a lesbian. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, he knows. And my mom's like, he called you a thespian. I didn't know what a thespian was. You know, I'm, I'm young. I was like, he knows a lesbian? What? You know, mm-hmm. I had literally no one to turn to to say, hey, how does this work? Hey, what's going on? Are you? No, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though I always grew up comfortable with who I was and what I was. And so... Anyway, but yeah, so um, it's it's amazing to be sober. And like I said, one day at a time, I can't say I'm eight years yet because what if I have a drink tomorrow? On the other hand, though, I can tell you I won't have a drink tomorrow. That's In fact, I'll encourage, I mean, I open beers for people. I mean, it's not, it's just, it, but that's my story. That's my struggle. That's my journey. But I just know that people, you're not alone and always leave people better off than what you found them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a bad day, a good day, you just want to rip someone's face off or a split to the clit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you with cat litter. The point is though, you do need to recognize, leave people better off than what you found them. Because if they're already at a level, and guess what, people? Everyone you meet knows something you don't. Everyone you meet, and if that, and if that's something, if it's something of anger or something kind of like, I, I hate the word hate because this is stupid, but um, um, if something, but everyone you meet knows something you don't. So maybe figure out that thing about them. Even if some, even if it's a so-called 
I don't say enemy either. Just, you know, it's something that if it's different, they, but they know something you don't, you know? And I think that's so important to figure out that one thing that you don't. And after that, as long as you're good to self and good to others, I don't care what you do. I really don't. Even if you do, if you, I would say, if you, even if you do goats, I got your back. <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. I'm, BCL has a whole other story. I'm not into that. Anyway, but yes. Not this podcast. Not this podcast. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh-uh. Like, Keep what? Moving. Yeah. Back. yeah. Back to the track here. <laughs> Well, today, so you're you're touring the country, you're working with the dinos, and you are what what state are you residing in now? I know I you're say, in- as I'm getting younger because when people say I'm getting old, they sound old, and they do that like smushed up face, like you know when someone takes a drink of a yeah. soda too and their eyes get bigger, they get that I'm getting so old. Blah, blah. If you just say I'm getting younger, you even sound younger. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I say as I'm getting younger, I didn't think I was going to get a tour again. Mama had a run. Your leg was starting to limp. You know what I'm saying? They say everything after 40. I don't know what you think. I'm like 28. But um, <laughs> the thing is, anything after 40 starts falling apart. And it's kind of truth to that, actually. Truth. Truth. It doesn't mean truth. Truth. Because when I get my Minnesota, oh, yeah, the toast, truth. the Coke. Yeah, my mom, who would like a glass of Coke? <laughs> oh, yeah, there, Margie. Christopher Plackett's home. Good to see you there. Oh, how the heck are you? I die. Because I was like, oh, we don't have an accent until I was in theater school in L.A. Are you from Canada? <laughs> That's a compliment. Thank you so much because I love my Canadians. But I said, no, I'm not. Like, if, you hear, if we hear you, oh, one more time. We're going to drop you a letter grade. I had three tries in a fucking four-page monologue. <laughs> in the Glass Menagerie. Why did, who chose that as a partner? We're not going to go down the road right now. But anyway, I was the worst at whatever that main character was. To this day, the Glass Menagerie comes on. I'm like, I just want to smash glass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to go nuts. Like, first of all, because whoever chose me to be Tommy or Billy or Poopsie or Topsy, this straight man. Like, Chris, can you be straight? Absolutely. Straight to your bedroom. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So where are you now? So where am I now? Yeah. Um, I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. So if Dinosaur Adventure, here's the deal with that. So I, I, I go on, I, I, dinosaurs in Minnesota, mm-hmm. a, a, a pinnacle production. I mean, there's $4.3 million in a warehouse where? So this is when I go out to, I'm still going out to an old Jimmy John's, you know, like the Jimmy, the Jay's hanging. So it's like Jimmy Cons or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I walk in, I'm like, hello. And like, you know how Belle, when she walked in and she's like, papa. And she moved that big door open, you know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah. and she's like, papa. You know, I was like, I'm like, this one, I'm going to clunk over the heck. So I'm like, dinosaurs, really? And, and, the, and I was going for lead entertainment. Lead entertainment at that point, which was supposed to be two people. I was supposed to get a Kelly Ripa to my, you know, Ryan Seacrest. I don't want to respect Ryan Seacrest. So let's go um, Kelly Ripa to whatever her, that guy was before him. But anyway. Um, not the Me Too revelation. But anyway, speaking that's why Meryl Streep did not go to him at the red carpet because of the Me Too thing because he did not get fired. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, Meryl Streep. I'm. I, I will die. tell you what slippers she wore last night to bed. You know what I'm saying? Because two people I need to meet in my life, Meryl Streep and Dolly Parton before I go. Oh, facts. Also, I have to. Yeah. Um, before you um, finish, that, take a sip of water. Yeah. You need some water. Have some water. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Coffee at this time? Listen to me. Don't judge me. And when did I become that person? Coffee at this time? <laughs> okay, go ahead. So you, <laughs> you just did, you <laughs> jackass. <laughs> Okay, so go ahead. So you are in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina with the Dino Show. Um, yeah, so I did. this is my 30th, I think 30th city actually with the tour. Okay, how did COVID affect you guys? Um, you just went outside, here's right? A, here's the deal with COVID, folks. I was like, it was, you realize it was real, you know, not saying it wasn't, but you know, I, I'll use the word strange. When I came home from Denver, everything was just strange. It wasn't weird. What's weird? Normal. What's normal? Everything was just strange. When I say strange, God bless, you know, opposite track. So my little roommate, you know, she had the 68 rolls of toilet paper in the basement. I was like, we need to chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's the type of thing came on and she'd jump up and be like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? So I'm not like that. Here's me. Let things happen first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I have to do a stomp all off in the, in the shower, I will because there's no more toilet paper. 
Ask me what a waffle stomp is later. We'll get there. Um, but anyway, <laughs> no. you don't have toilet paper and got to, you know. We're not anyway, getting there. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> good old Camp Kikinui. By the way, how's a Cub Scout become, how does a Cub Scout become a Boy Scout? How? <laughs> he eats a brownie. Oh my God. <laughs> Keep it's so, going. It's simple and innocent. <laughs> no, it's not. Stop so, yeah. it, Chris. Um, <laughs> But what if you? What if you're not even okay? Anyway, keep going. Um, so yeah. So currently, I got the job. Um, the, my Kelly Ripper to my Ryan Seacrest. She lasted one day. She went back to Texas, and um, I love that my producer came out to me. He's like, "We always knew it was going to be a one man show." I came out. Seventy five people are standing in front of me. I have three babies to go through. When I say arm babies, you guys, we don't mention the word, the p word puppet because you know they're, they're people too. I always say it's like Toy Story. We all got Andy at the bottom of our foot. I don't <laughs> care what anyone says. When that door shuts. I mean, freaking Cherry the chair from Pee Wee's Playhouse goes nuts. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Like, we all love Cherry. But that, it's when you, Andy closes the door. That's when shit comes real. And so, um, and I'm a character actor. I've always have been. Like, when you put that, by, like, they always say, when Chris puts that baby on his arm, I'm 110%. And I love kids and I love pets when they're not my own. Because if you can't wipe your own ass, you're not allowed in my house. <laughs> Period. 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 Okay. Last. That's what kids are saying now. Big facts. Big whatever, facts. you know. So, um, but yeah, so I'm touring to a dinosaur adventure. It is it's definitely different from indoor to outdoor, but I'm excited we're going back to indoor because I'll have my own stage again. That's right. Once again, I'll have my own stage again. Once again, I'll have my own stage again. Once again, I'll, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, I have my own stage because I, I always walked in with my smoking stick and my big peony closet and be like, which way the stage? You know what I'm saying? Because um, a little bit of rent there too, you know, just for fun. <laughs> but um, the, it, it, and we became a net. We became a family, you know, the mm-hmm. dino fam. Sure. And Carnival Chris here. Welcome to the Dinosaur Adventure. Where every minute is a complete adventure, you know, because it's just, um, it, the kids go nuts. The yeah, they do. love dinosaurs. Yeah, and the cute little outfits, I mean, try to get it together. You have to start making adult, like, hoodies that the thing goes like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cool. And we had 25 people come in. Grandma Saurus, Uncle Saurus. Um, I'll die. You know, like, like, Dan, like, dinosaur. And they all have, like, the pinup, you know, the look, like, with the little oh. red bandanas. And, but everyone had a Saurus shirt on. Because, like I said, when you can't pronounce the dinosaur, you just say, go to go to the Saurus. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that sounded right. Because you... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just like when I give, just like I used to give tours at the Hard Rock, right? Yep. <laughs> the memorabilia on the walls. I'd have Make it up. behind me going, Chris. And then I get the press, and then they'd be like, I don't think that's right. I'm like, Kurt Cobain wrote this on the way to Washington. You, believe, you know, I, I made up so much. That's what you, when you give me that position. Tough. You know it's, it's on them. No, it's on them. And the Britney Spears dress, crazy? Come on now. Come on. Oh, you were, you were not the one in Minneapolis. Oh, see, that's another thing, too. I give my Hard Rock, I, get, I think when a Hard Rock meets a Hard Rocker, like, you know everybody. Yeah. This okay. because you've you've either been to a naughty nurse party with them or you've been to a Halloween party that you'll never forget. That's right. Or you come home six days later and you in Vegas was somehow involved. Well, we you know what I mean? <laughs> based on that we get we get we're gonna get to section two so we can get into specifics. Well, folks, that was section one. Uh, we are we <laughs> we're, we hope you enjoyed your apps. We're gonna go on to the entrees after a quick break. Yeah, yeah. Um, please. I have no pants on either. But um, I, 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 like, same shit, different pile. 